Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. MTI team, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon. Good morning. Good morning. I just have to say, New Year. Happy New Year. I wish I had my little noisemaker with me right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we hadn't talked about it on our our previous episode. We're we're in season two now. It's a new year. and, And for the first time, this is this topic is pretty relevant to new year, new things, new approach. Um, but we're going to be talking about really letting go of some toxic things, you know, and some yep. people that serves them well at the beginning of a new year. It's like a fresh slate. Right. But when we talk about things, I want to be clear about this. We're meaning kind of all those touch points right. in our lives, right? The relationships, the bad habits, um, media, sometimes, right. Right. Uh, things that you purchase, um, man, it, lots of this, this covers a large array of items in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think it's about taking stock, you know, and I don't know if we do that enough. Um, thinking back in our lives and the, like you said, the bad habits or the people or the situations we encounter or the uh, media, as you mentioned, or, or whatever it may be, but it's about taking stock and how is that working for you? Right. Mm-hmm. Just a mental inventory. Um, even, you know, just your thinking, mm-hmm. you know, do you have toxic thoughts? Yeah, yeah. You know, are you speaking to yourself in a healthy way? So yeah. How, how well are you taking care of you as mm-hmm. well? It, tangible and intangible things. You know, I, I'm thinking we, we just did our first 1200 career session. We talked about the kind of the place of well-being. And I think as we're talking about this and taking that inventory, I'm considering those elements that I, the mentions, as I, I mentioned in that training session, the idea that we're looking at all of those spectrums, right? The career, the social, the financial, um, the physical element, you know, to really identify how am I doing in right. all of those places? Um, are there areas for improvement? And I don't want to say improvement, but I mean, this concept, are there things I need to let go of? Um, but how, I mean, I feel like toxic is very subjective. So how exactly would you guys define the word Things that don't serve me well, you know, things that may stand in my way of moving forward, I would probably consider as things that are toxic. You know, I'm a recent uh, non-smoker, mm-hmm. you know, I smoked for years and years and years and I tried quitting and I would quit for a while and then get back to it. And, um, you know, and this last year I finally had enough and um, I don't know if it was just the timing. But I was able to kind of get rid of that. And boy, I feel much, much better. But it is still a struggle every day. So it's bringing that awareness and knowing that that gets in my way, you know, of what I'm trying to achieve or what I want to achieve. Um, so so to me, that's how I kind of look at it. Ray, how do you, how do you look at it? Yeah, I definitely, you know, things that are are even telling you you can't do something. You know, one of the things, you know, at my age and where I am, even in my career. You know, I'm kind of on the shorter end of that and thinking, well, I'm too old to learn something new, you know, like, oh, I have, you know, only this amount of time left in the workforce and taking on a super cool new big endeavor with um, my, my coaching and, and getting like a, you know, a big coaching uh, credential and 
for years I've said, oh, well, you're, you're at the end of your career. You can't do that. And I think I had to let go of that, what I couldn't do mm-hmm. mentality and really take on a big project mm-hmm. uh, mentally. And so letting go of that toxic thought that I'm too old uh, to do something. And I think it's interesting, you know, when we get into these kind of have some of these toxic thoughts, one of the main indicators for me is that it's it's potentially toxic is if I'm taking on something that's like a victim mentality or I'm realizing that I'm kind of blaming other people for the situation um, and I'm in this really negative space. And I think that 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 that's kind of that clue. Hey, something's going on here. What is it? Um, and how do we kind of pause and do some authentic reflection on uh, what's gotten me to this point? Because that's probably that toxic thing that I really need to to focus on a little bit more. Yeah, you know, victimization. Um, it's it's easy for people to blame other folks. Mm-hmm. It's easy to take uh, things that are way outside my control and say, "Hey, uh, it's not my fault." you know, because this happened to me or this person did that to me or uh, whatever it may be. Um, and I think a lot of times when people play that victim role, it's because it, it's easy. It's easy right. to live out there, sure. you know, and to blame other people rather than to kind of really think about what is your own uh, responsibility in any given situation. Um, now, recognize, I think that there are things that we can control in our lives and there's things that impact us that we don't necessarily have that control. But I, what I find is that victims are always out there um, in that area of their life where they uh, uh, they don't really have a lot of control, you know, and, and they prefer to live out there because it's easy, you know, I get to blame other people, as opposed to taking a hard look at myself, mm-hmm. taking a look at my own decisions, taking a look at my own responsibilities. And the one thing I will say that you always have control over, no matter whether the situation um, is impacting you and, and you don't have control, the one thing you will always have control over is how you respond to those situations. Um, and that's what I think where people kind of sometimes fail, I guess, a little bit in, in recognizing their own uh, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, energy attracts like energy. Mm. And I think, you know, even kind of moving outward from self, you know, if you are in that negative space that you just talked about, Brianna, you tend to gravitate and people pick up that negative energy and then it just kind of breeds, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and That's then right. you're in that negative energy with more negative people and it just kind of propagates. And so it's, it's natural to live in that space of energy. So when I think about getting and letting go of toxic things, you know, it's hard also mm-hmm. when you're around toxic people mm-hmm. because they're creating that toxic energy as well. And so, you know, you, you've got to get right. And that means creating a new sense of energy for yourself, but then letting go of the toxic people that are not in your space of uh, positive energy. And it really makes- lead to that downward spiral if you're not careful, yeah. right? Yeah, because misery loves company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And so I want to I want to be clear. You know, as we're we're talking about this, we're not really talking about this idea of, of necessarily therapy when we're discussing this deep reflection on what some of those toxic things are as we start the year. Um, but it's really just asking yourself some good questions, right? All right. And so tell me some of those good questions. Well, I think like Dewey mentioned earlier, just really kind of taking a, a stock, taking stock or a, a inventory. And look at those main areas of your life. You know, what are your 
habits and practices related to, you know, the financial part of your life? Do you have good spending habits? Are you letting your money work for you? I mean, just look at all of that in, in its um, What was preventing entirely. you from getting, achieving your financial exactly. goals. Yeah. Exactly. You know, are, are you satisfied um, in that area and your, your social um, area, your, your friends and um, your relationships and the activities that you do in order to enjoy um, your life in that social arena. And of course, your career, um, your job, and how are you spending the majority of your time? Because for many of us, that's where we do focus a lot of our time. Um, then your your physical well-being, you know, just your, your mental and physical health. And of course, the community. Like, do you feel safe in your own home? And so just really kind of taking inventory in that. So I think that's where it starts, is just kind of asking yourself those kinds of questions. And then... So, so really understanding those those big areas of your life and then thinking about, you know, are you successful in those areas or what's, what's uh, impeding your progress in those particular areas from you reaching your goals? Um, so it's, it is that idea of taking stock. You know, another area I might even suggest is your spirituality. Now, you know, that's a very diverse practice. You know, we all believe different things and uh, and I'm not here to tell people what to believe in, but that's where we get our sense of values. That's where we get our sense of what's right and what's wrong. Um, and we can kind of develop our consciousness from that, you know, so that might be another area to, to kind of explore and, and think about what's, what's impeding you from um, becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I, I think, again, I, I love the idea of, of taking stock. And then as we're asking some of these questions, uh, what would it take for you to let go of those things, of that toxic element? You know, what what is it? What would it take? Uh, what kind of support system do you need there? How is it impacting your life? You know, I, you know, I love huge. that question, especially if you can think about if I was able to get rid of this toxic thing yeah. in my life, then what would my life look like? You yeah. know? Um, you know, understanding the benefit of the hard work that it's going to take to probably, you know, remove some of these toxic things from your life. I, I think if you can keep that idea of the benefit that I receive from it in mind, I know that that's helped me with my smoking. For example, I feel better. Um, uh, I'm not as lethargic as I used to be. Um, now I have gained a little weight. So that's the next thing that <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on. But, you know, it helps me to see the benefits that that brings me. And that kind of helps me move forward. Yeah. You know, that's a good point that you bring up too, because it's, it is a benefit, but I also think recognizing there's something else that goes with that. And I know you've, you've mentioned that, you know, cause we're obviously aware of your journey and very proud of you. By yes, the way. we are. I'm very proud of you, but knowing if you want to call it a consequence, mm-hmm. you know, so what else will be happening in place of this, you know, well, I'm likely to gain weight. So do I have a strategy for that? How am I going to? Mm-hmm. Also, I know that, um, you know, I tended to want to smoke after meals. So now what do I do? And, you know, so there's going to be a void, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was smoking or whether it was a person mm-hmm. or whether it was some other behavior, you know, what am I going to do in place of eating my chocolate after every mm-hmm. meal? You know, I mean, you're going to have to be aware of those impacts as well, not just the benefits of not mm-hmm. having that chocolate, but what is the impact of, of, you know, replacing it with something. And I think as we, we consider that, you know, and that element of letting go of something, 
I think we need to be cognizant. It's a loss. There's going to be grief from that loss of whatever that element was. I appreciate you bringing up the chocolate, Ray. That was my, uh, that's one of my toxic behaviors. But uh, yeah, you know, and it, it, it is. It's it, what do I replace it with? And then how do I process this because of that loss? Yeah, because I am grieving it. I grieve cigarettes every day. I love the fact of after with a cup of coffee or mm-hmm. after a meal or, um, you know, being in a social environment and picking up a smoke and um, you know, I used to love everything about it, you know, yeah. and so it is very difficult because you do kind of grieve. And so you have to have that plan in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you talked about, how are you going to kind of deal with those things? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you think about loss, it is, it is a grieving process. I mean, I think there's emotions that are going to come with that. And, you know, when we think of this as toxic, you know, usually we associate that as being something that was negative or bad, you know, and that's what we're thinking here is that this isn't serving me well, mm-hmm. right? This is something that's not serving me well. However, it was serving you mm-hmm. and, so, you know, it was doing something for you. It was there for some reason. And so, you know, I think you're going to, at at some point, be angry. You're going to tell yourself, you know, well, you know, I could, I could have managed this, you know, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm smart enough to, you know, overcome this. Um, and so, you know, not the whole thing wasn't that bad. You know, it was only bad, you know, once in a while. I mean, you're going to try to talk yourself back into it, you know, whether it was a relationship or, well, you know, I wasn't on Pinterest that often, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, and you're just going to, it's going to be a battle, um, you know, kind of between the head and the heart kind of thing. You're kind of going to negotiate with yourself and be prepared for that. Just know that that's okay. That's perfectly natural. Um, and, and just expect that to happen. So I want to, I want to transition gears a little bit as we're thinking about this, this concept. And I want to speak to this level, uh, this area of kind of treating the whole person from a leader's perspective. Uh, we've talked about it on previous episodes, but I'm curious as we talk about this element of kind of toxic things in people's life. And back in the day, it was, oh, well, there's a separation between work and home and you don't bring that stuff to the office, but it's not that way anymore. And I think our leaders out there are, are wondering, like, how do I how do I walk tentatively around some of these subjects? Because people are bringing stuff. To the office. Well, and I'm going to suggest that that has always been the case that, um, you know, this is something that we were taught to keep the personal and professional mm-hmm. separate. To me, that's asking people to be schizophrenic, right? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't care who you are. And, and, and it, this isn't a new phenomenon. We've been dealing with this for a long, long time now. Whatever it is, your personal life sometimes gets taken into the workplace. And you know what? Your work life also sometimes gets taken home with you. Um, to think that we can s- completely separate these two things out, I think, is just a myth that we need to kind of just put to rest, you know. Now, I, I would also say that um, there is an element of expertise here that we have to be careful with and a, a very fine line that leaders have to walk. You know, if you're not a certified or licensed therapist or psychiatrist or psychologist, um, you have to be very, very careful about taking on other people's um, problems, you know, uh, the whole idea of, you know, Hank being Lucy from the Peanuts um, comic strip and and putting out your sign that says, you know, psychiatrist Zen five cents, 
Um, that's not your role, right? Your, your role is about getting the work done through other people. Now, I want to support my people, and I can certainly make referrals to things like employee assistance programs, but I am not a licensed therapist. And so I know that it's not my job to sit down and counsel you, right? But I can certainly listen. I can certainly support. I can certainly make referrals, maybe to some of those more professional services. So you kind of have to know, you know, what, what your own um, expertise is in, you know, but I, but I, I think it's, it's, it's important to, as a leader, to understand what, what you have some expertise in and what you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's good to know what your people are going through. Absolutely. And some things are going to be, you know, knowing that Dewey was quitting smoking, you know, that's not a deep, dark reveal, right. but he was very upfront about it. And he was like, I'm a little edgy. You know, mm-hmm. this is what's going on with me. I mean, I think from a, a co-worker standpoint, that's important to know. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had, you know, Dewey and I worked through a situation with an employee where um, it was a rough home situation and we had to be on the lookout and we even notified authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was important to know that was a little bit of a, you know, on the other end of the scale kind of situation. But again, it was important to know that that's what this person was dealing with at home. Mm-hmm. But our role was about listening. Our role was about supporting. It wasn't necessarily about giving advice. People are going to be in so many different places in their lives, mm-hmm. right? And, and what they're willing to deal with and what they're not necessarily willing to deal with. Um, and so, again, listening, support, uh, I think is, is important. And I think that that's a really uh, important point that you brought up about what Dewey had, had done when, you know, with the whole, I might be on edge because I, I think back to just situations that I've had over the last three years where I've had something going on. We had a huge loss of my family in 2020, and, um, you know, and there was just tough things and coming to you all and letting you know, Hey, look, I do have some of these things going on. I'm not asking you all to, to do anything with it. I just want to make you aware because I'm going to be a little off. And I think that um, that's important to have those vulnerable, transparent conversations. And that can happen if there's a high level of trust on your team. Hopefully it just kind of flows naturally. And I'm grateful we have that here at MCI. But I, I think that that's something I'd encourage you know, leaders out there to, to consider. Uh, what is the support, I'll call it the scaffolding or system, you know, that I've set up around this. Do my employees feel comfortable coming to me about these these kinds of things? How do I carry on that kind of conversation when it's going to be a topic that maybe is on that line of, you know, too, too personal or uh, affecting, you know, the work habits? And so be transparent when you can be. I think that's very helpful for your, your team and for your organization as a whole. Um, but as we are also kind of, you know, considering this idea, I guess what other, if somebody's doing the self journey again, so stepping back into, you know, you're working on this yourself, what would you encourage them to do if they're really trying to let go of some of those toxic things? Well, I think the first thing is to uh, really do some deep thinking a little bit. And like Ray mentioned earlier, I think it's about assessing yourself in many areas of your life. Um, and the reason I say that is because once you've identified some of those toxic things, I think the, the next step might be to kind of prioritize some of them. And you might want to think about prioritizing them, you know, from what I call the spread effects. So if I've got, if I got one thing that I know is going to make a 
if I'm able to get rid of that toxic thing, that it's going to really greatly improve other areas of my life, then that might be something that I would may want to start with. Another way that I might prioritize them might be the idea of just that low hanging fruit so that I can build, you know, so that I'm able to get rid of one toxic thing that might give me some momentum then to maybe address the next thing on my list. But I would be very, very careful about trying to take on too much, trying to change too quick, too much, too quickly, because then I th don't think that you probably will change at all. Yeah, I think those, you know, we are creatures of habit and it's very interesting how we can quickly, quickly uh, jump back into the things that are comfortable, which are those sometimes those bad habits. You know, it's interesting you say that. And I think of, uh, I guess, an example to that. And I, I have a friend who had some some toxic things going on in, in her environment and decided, you know what, like it's time for a change. The only way I can make this change is I'm going to go ahead and make a move. So moved to a completely different state and started trying to start fresh. And what happened was kind of that, you know, making too big of a move. Uh, she got into a space where now she's in a new place, doesn't you know, have any support there, mm -hmm. and now starts this downward spiral of, I, I would venture to say, again, not a therapist, maybe a sense of depression a little bit. And so she traded one toxic thing for another initially, just because it, it was too big at that. It was too much at one point. I would definitely say, write it down. Mm. You know, when you're thinking about this and, and starting kind of this journey, write down your plans. You know, what are your intentions and really see it um, and don't just, you know, kind of construct this, you know, map in your head that actually you write it down and give yourself a plan in writing. You know, <laughs> research says, you know, we're more likely to actually go through this transition if it's written. Yeah, you got to keep it top of mind. And the reason I was laughing, Ray, was I can't tell you if you came into my uh, bathroom, you'd see all these little post-it notes on my mirror, you know, <laughs> at different times, you know, and I've been able to yank some of them off, you know, and yeah. that kind of thing. But little reminders, little reminders uh, really go a long way. Helps me. anyway. Yeah. You know, I think, Brianna, in, in what you also said there was that your friend lost her support network. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important as well is to think about who are those folks who are going to support you and surround yourself with folks who um, uh, sincerely want to help you succeed. Uh, I think that could be very, very helpful as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't go it alone. Don't mm -hmm. go it alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that also comes to mind when we are talking about this is maybe um, if you're in that place and maybe it's not to a point where you got to go, you know, see a counselor or see a therapist. I would say one of the things that's been beneficial to me is coaching conversations, you know, and trying to even just by myself come to terms with the fact that maybe something is toxic in this and bringing me to some of those ideas. And, and Ray, I just want to say kudos to you. You mentioned earlier going through this whole certification for coaching. Talk a little bit about that process, the things that you've learned about what a coach does. Oh, well, you know, MTI, we've been offering coaching services for a, a while. I mean, since we've been here, what I love about the program that I'm in now is just really knowing and reinforcing that there's a difference between coaching as a manager and doing coaching like from executive coaching. 
Um, there, there really are two, two different veins there. Executive coaching, which I'm working on now, my ICF certification is where the answers are within the person that the client really has all the answers. And my job as the coach is really just to help the client uncover all of those um, within themselves. And it's really led by the client. And so that's what I'm enjoying is learning how to bring that out in the client. Um, Cause it is quite magical to watch, you know, and I'm watching all of these master coaches um, and you're just like, Oh my God. I mean, this person just blooms right before your very eyes and you can just see the light bulbs just going off. I mean, you're just like, Oh my gosh, I want to be that when I grow up. So I, I love that process. And um, you know, when we think about even the, and coaching is not therapy. Right. However, it's so cathartic. Um, when done well. And I, I just love the thought of, I mean, it's a long process mm -hmm. and there is a lot that goes into it. And I know you as my teammates um, see all of the things on my calendar that are happening as a result of this, but um, I love it. I just love it. And just what a, a truly, a truly great resource. And so I just want to thank you for even going through that process and that being something we can offer our clients even even more now. We've done it before, right. but now we're going to have a, a certified right. coach. Right, be certifiable. I know. yeah. <laughs> and so I, I do think, you know, when we consider this, and we're talking about, again, about these toxic, letting go of toxic things, having a coach could be part of your support system to kind of really come to some of these, these ideas and how you want to move forward on your own without somebody having to tell you because we're more inclined to do things that, you know, we've been a part of and, and made plans for ourselves as opposed to someone else telling us. So um, I just encourage you. I, I would I would say don't give up because it's going to be a long journey with anything that may be considered toxic. Anytime you try to change a habit, I guess, if you will, and yeah. it's kind of a habit. It's a long journey. What would be some of your final thoughts? Well, definitely. You didn't get here overnight, right? right? So you're not going to just snap your fingers and get out of it overnight, but build a plan, right? Build a plan and really think about it and how you're going to do it and take it one day at a time. And, um, you know, you're human. So if you mess up, know that yesterday ended last night and today's a new day. So you have a new opportunity to, to move forward and reach out to your support system. You know, whoever that is, just work on the next thing. I guess for me, it would be, um, you know, find that place wherever it is for you. You know, for example, um, I love sitting up on a, on a mountaintop by myself or I love going to the bank of a river or go to the ocean and just sit and contemplate things. Because I think that's kind of where it starts is, is that idea of assessment. And so that I think the more that you can engage in those kinds of moments of, with yourself uh, is, is a great start to thinking about how your life could be and kind of envisioning well, some great thoughts today. I just want to say thank you guys, right? Thanks for bringing this topic and uh, congratulations y'all on a season two. Yeah. Yay. We're looking forward to a lot more episodes this year. Thank you all out there for listening to the weekly workplace and go be great.
Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.